Welcome to another episode of Top Lines and Tales, your weekly livestock podcast. And uh, as always, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Harbro, for their continued support. Uh, on uh, Top Lines and Tales this week, we have, I think, the only man uh, faster than me and, uh, and say more than I can in, in, in a short space of time. And uh, I was going to say he talked more shite faster than me, but that's uh, probably not true. But the formidable Di Clark there, fresh from a few days down there in Englandshire there. Di, welcome. Hi Andy, thank you very much. You definitely can talk more shite than me. <laughs> and good to speak to Cammy as well in this case he can talk about a shite as well. He gets paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cammy, you're not getting paid on this one, but uh, yes, the whirlwind I said that is Cammy Wilson. And Cammy, you're back on TV as well and you're mid-shearing season uh, and uh, selling merch like it's hotcakes there. You're, you're absolutely on fire there. I'm glad you found the time to talk to us. Hi, thanks Andy. No, good to be back on, uh, you know, terrified duck. Uh, in here with Di Clark, just worrying about what he's gonna what he's gonna say. But uh, I, I worry myself. <laughs> we all worry about Di Clark. I think everybody listening is actually clutching their clutching their buttocks now, sitting on the seat, going, "What the hell is <laughs> Di gonna say next?" But uh, you guys, you guys, as long as I've not got a microphone in my pocket at that stage, we'll be right enough. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I said, yeah, busy as fuck, and I don't know how you all fit it all in, and uh, and uh, I don't know how you managed to fit it all in your shirt there, but uh, yeah, welcome back on. The it's show. one of Kenny Fletcher's, so we're all right. <laughs> <laughs> the retired Kenny Fletcher, we have to say. I thought he's been retired for years, really, to be honest. <laughs> he's, uh, he's just announced his, uh, his retirement, I think. Good, good for Fletcher. If you're listening, uh, uh, welcome back to the world of the rest of us that do nothing. Well, apart from you guys, of course. And um, <laughs> Just a myth. <laughs> so we're, we're here to talk about the, the golden shears and the historical event it is. And it's due back in Scotland very soon at the Highland Show. And uh, thankfully, I'm here with, uh, with some experts. As a, a, in the loosest sense of the word expert, I, I would say. We're cer- certainly big fans. I don't know about you, Di. My <laughs> dad's a couple funny. of fannies, I think, he's become a big fan. Yeah, Mark and the take of the Golden Shears World Championship started back with Bath and West and Australia and New Zealand started it up. The kind of World Champs, but the first actual World Champs was in 1977, held in Bath and West. And it was won by Roger Cox from New Zealand. You're, you're absolutely right. It was Roger Cox and, and Godfrey Bowen and came in fourth. And we'll talk about Godfrey in a second. But it 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 seemed to be that the Golden Shears at Masterton in New Zealand was the event. And then there was a Golden Shears in Aurora in Australia. And, and they were all kind of gunning for, we've got the World Championship in, in our place. And I think you know, some connections at the Bath and West there, they, they all managed to come together. And as you said, started the first Golden Shears in 1977. And... I mentioned Godfrey Bowen, and you guys will know, everybody in the world should know Godfrey Bowen, really, and uh, let's have a quick chat about the significance of, of Godfrey Bowen and, and how he influenced the sheep shearing, Cammy. Is the Bowen method still still the way forward? Oh, it's a, I don't think it's going to be beat. Um, I, I think if there was a, a better way to do it, uh, it would have been done by now. There's certainly been uh, refinements made, to it from his time I'm sure um, you know you, you go on a sharing course with these guys like you know Tom Wilson and and, and these really top boys but the, the way they have refined it over the years to make it just an absolute craft is, is incredible like but yeah no it's still 
still the go-to technique. Nobody's done anything better. But before your day, obviously, and, and before your day, before my day, I like to say, um, you know, the, the shearing... <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> I'll get on. The, the, the shearing was done in, in, a, in a ring. that you would They would shear sheep in a ring, and he, he just completely changed, he revolutionised the way. I suppose those guys would be shearing with hand shears back then as well, but he revolutionised the way that, that, uh, that sheep shearing was done. He just changed the method completely and it, it, overnight, really. Yeah, and I, th- I think he. I get quite a lot of comments ab- about him actually on the YouTube and on the sheep game, and it's amazing how he must have done a tour around the UK showing this to farmers at the time. He did. And it's amazing you'll get somebody say, you know, they went to saw him at such and such a market um, where he was teaching this technique to the farmers, and uh, everyone thought it was absolutely amazing. And this was back in nineteen, you know, way before my time, as you say. Um, so fascinating influence he's had in, in the sheep world. And 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 uh, Bowen set the world record in 1953 by shearing 456 sheep in nine hours, which was a hell of a thing back then. As we'd be way in front of anybody that had done it in any other method, and of course that's that's been taken on, <coughs> taken over since then by quite a few times. And yeah. it, it died of a heart attack in 1994, boys. So just be careful there. The shearing is is, is it's yeah. bad for your health. I, thought, I was just thinking that you could probably compare that to like is it the is it the Fosbury flock? Is that the right thing I'm yeah, re- yeah. referencing there on the high jump? Yeah, like it's yeah. that it's that big a thing. It's you know massive and changing the whole sport. Huge, huge, huge that he did change it and uh, and I, you, you'll maybe remember, maybe you won't remember actually again. But uh, he, then he came up with his uh, Godfrey Bow in the Sheep Show where we would bring this uh, trailer and then they would have all the animals all. all stud- you guys ever see that? They, they still run it at these shows now. I think where. He would bring all these uh, the different breeds of sheep and then sort of stand them on the side and talk about them and shear a few sheep in front of them. And he brought the sheep show and then eventually the, the blackie top would be at the top and the, and the sheep dog would go and sit on the top of it. But it, uh, I don't think he patented it because a few people have done it since, including uh, including Roy Campbell <laughs> at, uh, at his place. You see that, day? It's not like the Campbell boys to sneak into something, is it? <laughs> the G- Godfrey Bone, I remember being to the Highland Show with years. I'm sure I remember it anyway. Mum said we were there, but that's maybe just totally guff that she told me. But uh, I remember Dad just speaking to him, and actually Dad's got his assigned book of him, which I've actually got upstairs now. Signed by Godfrey Bone, the book they wrote about the, the ganger, and it's actually very good reading. No, he was, he was you ever get a chance to come here, see it? Absolutely, <coughs> absolutely a legend in, in, in the sheep shearing world. And I say it's not a world that I'm involved in, but uh, the, the, you guys are. And, and, and we go on to the golden shears, and it looked like there were maybe three golden shears going on at one time, and there was a bit of squabbling going on, I think, and the world golden, golden shears council. I've done my research, by the way, guys. The Go- world golden shears council was set up in 1980. And uh, a guy called John Davis and a guy called Tug Wilson from the Bath and West. Any relation to you, Cammy? Do you know Tug Wilson? Is that you? No, no. I mean, uh, I think that was maybe my nickname in school, but uh, no, I don't. What's Tug? No relation to <laughs> <laughs> class, class. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that one. <laughs> So there's there's Tug Wilson anyway. He must be somewhere in the background of your of your, of your history there, uh, Cammy. And, and and then uh, as we said, the first uh, um, the Golden Shears was held in uh, in the Bath and West, and the second one, Bath and West, of course, being in um, um, South Country uh, England, and then the second one held in Masterton in in New Zealand in 1980. The next one back in the Bath and West again in 1984. So it looked like a Football World Cup or Rugby World Cup every four years, but then it wasn't every four years because the, 
the council decided to hold it uh, when and where wherever they wanted, really. So uh, the, these council were a bit of a maverick crowd, I think, and, and, and a, an amalgamation of, of people from a, across the, the, the Pacific. What, uh, what happened back in the 1984 one? Uh, I can't... It was one of the best ones run with Tom Wilson, Tom wasn't it? Wilson. Uh, 1984 right. in the first... <laughs> First oh. Northern Hemisphere guy was he not? I think it was. Oh no, Gavin. Any relation? No. <laughs> not Gavin won it in 2012. Yeah, right. I've got a list of these. And Marston. Got a list of these here. You're right. And and the Scotland guys did come into that. But let's just go through the a little bit through the history of it. And uh, South Africa applied for for to have it in. in uh, in South Africa, and they were declined in, in, in the 90s, I think. And then the, the Welsh, um, they got in on the act, and they wanted it to be recognised as a world event in Wales in 1994, and they were basically told to fuck off, and, and, and they weren't going to have it there either. <laughs> it wasn't going to be held there. So they said, well, right, we'll do our own world championship. So it came a bit like the boxing, really, that there was like you know, the different, or, the, or this new golf thing that they have now with with the... You know, we're a separate society, so we'll do a different one. So I think there might have been more than one world champion for for a few of these events and a bit of a rift going on between them. And obviously that's all been levelled now there, You're involved, obviously, at the, at the higher end of it, I suppose. Of the, you do you know, a lot more than just the, just the Scotland one. You do a lot of commentating on these and you'll be involved in a bit of council. And, and uh, you get involved in the politics of it, Dave? I try and know it, Andy, but I'm maybe not clever enough to do some of these politics. <laughs> Just try and stay the road to argue with some of these Welsh boys and that. It's not much fun. And a lot of the problem is it's simple. You know yourself, a lot of these councils are... The problem is too many have decided out the door before they get into the meeting. <laughs> and that's probably the biggest problem with these, a lot of these councils. Yeah, well, but they usually try and hold it two in the northern... One in the northern hemisphere and one in the southern hemisphere every rotation every year. But the problem is it's getting such a very expensive event to hold. And I think uh, Wrexham in Ireland... Gorey probably in 2014 probably made it more expensive than anything. Okay. They hired the full hotel and the big marquee, and it was an amazing event. But I think actually the, at the end of that, they actually in debt went down on it too much. Okay. And I think that's why a lot of countries are struggling now to hold it for the money wise, to as a standalone competition compared to what the Royal Highland Show. They've got the backing of the Royal Island to actually have that money fund to put them up in accommodations and that's certainly my take of a lot of it anyway. And I'm just going to go back to, you mentioned the um, the history of it, the, the 1977 Royal Bath and West, just because we on a history tour here and, and uh, Roger Cox won the 77, uh, Brian Quinn in, in 1980, Tom Wilson in 84 as you said. And, uh, and then we get into 88 with David Fagan and 92, David Fagan. We get 96, David Fagan, 98, David, Sir David Fagan. And Edinburgh in Scotland, David Fagan again. And, and we've got to talk about this guy because he, he's, he's absolutely a legend in, in, in sharing folklore, isn't he? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Every, everyone knows the name, of course. And, uh, yeah, he's done, th- you know, the amount of competition wins he has. Uh, uh, now you've, is it six, was it 637 or something? like the name? I know they named the handpiece. He had a limited edition handpiece with the, the number on the handpiece is the number of open wins they had. Right. Um, and it was incredible. Like, it's uh, more open wins than I've actually done days shearing. Aye, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, just absolutely amazing. Like, and to, <clears throat> to be fair, like, he, his boy Jack has is, is done bloody well with a, a you know, a, it's just a, a, a tough act to follow. Like, and, and he's done well for himself and all. Got a world record now and 
He's been world champion speed cheerer a couple of times and uh, he's a good open cheerer. We'll go on to... He won the Royal Welsh we'll go on to Jack open in, competition. We'll go on to Jack in, in, in a second because we've got some of the hotter guys on here. But, I mean, David Fagan, before you were born, Cammy, and, 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 uh, but would, he, would, he, would he, these guys be somebody that you, as a shearer and, and as a <coughs> competition shearer, and I die, you a competition shearer as well, would you look up to these guys? Would these be the guys you just go there and idolise or would you just go out there and do your job and just hope you got the... I think everybody needs to idolise somebody and I think worldwide everybody knows the David Fagan I was lucky at the time in 2004 to be in Masterton when he won it for Sweet 16 the last time he won it and it was one of the most amazing events I've ever seen in my entire life the speed the man can do fill a comb and still keep it clean and tidy is is only what most young people would dream of being able to do Mm-hmm. And, and the only boy I know it can fit his pen and go faster as he gets through the pen and look for more when he has 20. Sure. And, and Cammy, you're passionate about shearing. I mean, Dave, as we spoke today on the podcast before and said he's done his shearing, now he talks about it, but you're still there in, in the heart of it and, and still doing it for, for a, a living, should I say, for your, for your day-to-day and also competition shearing as well. And, you know, tell me why, tell me why anybody would want to do that job. I, I've, I could shear half a dozen sheep and, and it'd kill me. So, I mean, why would anybody want to do that job? It's, it, it, it's a passionate <laughs> game. I would say it uh, usually begins with poverty. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's a route out of poverty. Is is probably the, well, genuinely, is the reason I started was you know I was at that back you know no going to it, but back when I was doing my other job and I thought how can I make a few extra pounds? I thought I could shear some sheep on my days off, so I went and I will board course and then you get the bug like you you have to be compet you know you have to have a competitive streak in you. Um, if you you know I, I can't imagine just going up there and doing that all day every day just for the money. Like it has to be about. Even if it's as simple as beating the guys you're with, or, or getting closer to the guys you're with, um, there has to be something pushing you on, like because it's a, especially at the start, it's it's a pretty brutal job, really, really brutal job. As as most people listen to this podcast will know. Absolutely, they will know. And 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 you mentioned the other night we were supposed to chat earlier on in the week, and you off to share the double diamond. So tell me, tell me what he was like. Yes, I know that was good of Alan. Let me share him for for a, a shearing, sheep shearing uh, channel I have. Uh, I just asked him if he had any textiles handy for a video. He says, well, Double Diamond's here now. I says, well, that'll do it. Um, just just, so I, just need to explain who Double Diamond, for those that are listening from across the pond or wherever, Sportsman's Double Diamond, the world's most expensive sheep, £350,000 worth. And you didn't chop off his tadger while you were getting the, the, the combs in the front of him, no? It'd hell of a good breeding, no, Andy. Without a Garngower top. Of course. A Garngower craftsman. Of course, the man that bred half of them anyway on the other side. But uh, <laughs> the good thing with these textiles, they're bare bellies, eh? You don't need to go near their bits. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it'd have been easier showing standing up because they're that bare, these big fancy tups. Like, they're, they're that bare, there's no much room on. What, like a sheep is he now? I mean, die, you'll have seen him again <sighs> recently, I suppose. Is he, is he a big bad boy? Is he, is he just still doing his stuff? Well... As I say to folk, Alan wouldn't. Have, Alan wouldn't have had me making a video there if he didn't look impressive. You know, <laughs> he's been on the bucket uh, again, he's, is he? <laughs> uh, he? He was very impressive. Aye, oh, aye, could be hundred oh, and sixty kilos plus. I think. Jesus. Um, he's did Alan have to give you a hand to cope him? Did he? Well, he offered, and I said no, and it took me about a week to go over it. I should get him my back and get a forklift in the bag of one hundred and sixty kilos. That's for sure. Aye, aye. No, in hindsight, you'd have been better just shield him standing up because the wheel was all just kind of saddle over his back anyway. But you know, got to might not help your videos have been a shearer and you have to shield this big tip standing up in a halter like a Charlie Ball. <laughs> 
And Di, we, we spoke before, and, and you saw the like, and, and went into the talking about that side of it. And that's, that's, I suppose it's almost a professional career in itself, isn't it? Talking about, and I've heard you talking away when you when you when you're commentating on these shearing things, and it's a hell of a buzz. And it, 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 some of the some of the shout you come out with is absolutely brilliant, I have to say. And and, and uh, you crack, and you've got to entertain the crowd. And, and when you get to the the, the golden shears, you're going to have a crowd of you know, thousands of people standing there listening to you banging on about that. I mean, that must be a hell of a buzz for you and and, and hard work. And that's actually, I think, that people don't understand. Although the shearers are the entertainment, it's actually the commentators that make it. Look, we have got to keep, you've got to keep the place going and buzzing. And that's why we try and have two or three of us at each time. And they commentary, because if I'm getting tired or running out of some absolute guff to talk about or someone can up the crowd again, that's good you work with Finlay. He can jump in and Finlay can give a lot of nonsense and raise the crowd again. So if you get tired of jumping onto somebody else, and I think it makes a massive difference just to raise the crowd. We make the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. No blowing around trumpet. Definitely, you know yourself up commentating other things that you've done. So commentator makes the makes the atmosphere in the, in the stadium. Absolutely, absolutely right. But I, mean, I think your sportsman would say that on the rugby, the rugby pitch, or, or, the, or the or the cricket pitch, or anywhere else pitch, there that uh, the guys doing the hard work there and getting the thunder stole by the by the guys that are talking about them. But uh, no, you're right. Let's go on to this year's event. And, and the last time it was, um, the Golden Shears was in Scotland was 2003. So it's only the second time, I think, in in in, in, in its history in 20 years on now. Um, um, I admit I know bugger all about it, but I know it's part of the Highland Show and, and it's a big honour for the Highland Show to have the Golden Shears, isn't it, Doug? Yeah, I think it's absolutely amazing. It's what, since I started commenting, since I was 27, I'm now 41, and it's what I've oh. set myself up for. I'm just a boy, just a boy, just half your age. Just half your age. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got a wee bit of vat on you. Okay. <laughs> I've, this is what I've set up for. This is where I wanted to be, was do the World Champs at Raw Island Show. Right. This is what I've set my life up for to do it. And it's an amazing buzz, but it's unbelievable to just try to fit it all in. And the spaces we've got eight commentators plus two or three other boys coming in, but we're also doing commentating. It starts at seven o'clock every morning, and then I think Saturday nights half past nine the time we finish, which is a long time to talk well, a lot of guff. I'll be in the pub, but then that's for sure. And and I'm doing the comment. I do the commentary for the the sheep section, and you've stolen Golden Balls, one of our commentators, to come in and onto your. Uh, uh, sorry, Andrew Goldie, to give him his real name, uh, uh, to come on to your... Trumpet lugs. <laughs> He's taking him, on to your, taking him on to your team there, and as you said, you have got a good good team of people, and, and of course you've got, you've got Bruce Lang there as well, which is kind of handy too. We've got Raymond Kennedy as well, Finlay Smith, Hugh Condrone, uh, Nick Harden from England, it's Jack Fagan Peter Donahue from... He's going to come in and help us do a wee bit, but Jack's going to be busy doing... Uh, other things, I think he's they're pushing him, and I think it's all to do with the Lister's pushing Jack uh, in. Okay. Yeah, I thought he would. Okay, well, okay. Jack and uh, gonna... Digger Barms over as well. And and there's 31 countries, I believe, competing, 300 competitors, and uh, yeah, there's teams wool handling, blade shearing. I've no idea what goes on. I mean, the guys need to look at uh, the schedule there, but it's it's a lot more than just the guys shearing the sheep there, isn't it? Uh, isn't it? Di- you know, there's, there's a lot of different things to see for people coming to the event. Oh, it's one of the best amazing sights you'll ever see in your life is the wool handling, seeing what they do with their wool and what these these girls are doing the wool handling are doing that day in, day out 
Can you imagine rolling rule to two shearers that are doing between three and four hundred sheep a day? You know, it's a serious sheep, and you have to roll the wool, stitch the bags, and then you've got some of these boys that are working with the blades that are phenomenal. That handshake Sweeney from uh, South Africa, he can do over three hundred a day with the handshears. You've tried shearing the handshears. I mean, we all use handshears for dressing the sheep, of course, and uh, with the handshears. But it's 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 quite easy to cut them with the handshears as well, isn't it? Because when when you're going that mm. route there, the speed they they work them, it's it's. Uh, Incredible art. Too much hand cramp, Andy. <laughs> and um, and and Cammy, there, hand shears. That's not one for you. You're going to get stuck in. And you're, you're having a go. Are you entering? Is that you going to have a go at the World Championships? Well, I've I've got a grand plan. My thoughts are I've got I've got the Alan Oldfield, who's the current world champion in the blades, coming to stay with me. He's coming in Wednesday night, actually. Seventh of June, he's he's arriving, so he's going to be with me for about just short of a month, three weeks or so. Where's he from? Um, to, Where's he from? Uh, he's from New Zealand. Okay. Um, so he's he's going to take me under his wing, and he's he's looking to do about two hours of blade shearing per day. So um, similar to what Di was saying there, it's, it's not as if he'll be like slowing the job up. He's he's that bloody. Good. And I tell you, I think there's that old thing from maybe the Specsavers advert. Some of the farmers might think. <laughs> Oh, blade shearing that'll be a bit rough, but when you see these guys, like the job they leave is unbelievable. Uh, you better hope it doesn't be three rounds, eh? Am <laughs> I? I'm more worried for my young, uh, young boys that work with me than it affects their morale when they're getting done on the blades. <laughs> so you're saying I'm getting more fanning about making videos here, boys? I'm just going to make a video and blow it your ass because you're. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and shout in, Lizzie. <laughs> but Cammy, you are you, you will be entering. Are you entering the competition yourself? Or is that you? You, you in, in, yeah. In, no, I'm. I'm good. I'm going to do the blades, uh, and I'll be in the open machine. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll enter the blades just just for the just for the crack. Like, not just see what Alan can teach me in the, the two or three weeks before the show. Right. Um, and and have a little go. I think there's a novice blades I'm in, which is for the. For the beginners, um, but no, the, the, I'll be in the machine shearing with it. It's, it's one of those great things. In sh next to a world champ, mm. you know, it's like there's not many sports where you can actually go up there next to the, the best in the world and share the stage with them. So um, I'll be looking to go up there and get a new Facebook profile picture next to uh, some of these big boys. Excellent. Well, and, and you confident? There you go. They win a prize or two. No, no, no chance, no chance. I think my, my target now, I'm up in the open. With, uh, if I could make a national final every year, I'd be delighted. Okay. That's, the national would be my big target every year. Try and make a final there, I'd, I'd be delighted. Okay, and when we talk through some of these classes, as you said, there's the novice, there's the junior, the intermediate, seniors, opens, there's all, all sorts of classes for all sorts of people, so that, that's where the 300 competitors come into the event there. But uh, the novice, I suppose, is somebody that hasn't sheared in a competition before they might be a competent shearer and that's the first time in is it it well, with the blades i think the novice is just yeah i think if you just have never won or, or, or uh, yeah basically i think if you've never won a competition drill isn't it uh, it's, it's just a chance to like do it without <clears throat> better for the organizers because they can just give you one or two sheep rather than you diving in with the the top guys and the beginners have to do four sheep or something like that and it takes all day is that how it works because uh, again give me a little bit of grounding on this so you Generally, let's say you're going into the to the juniors or the, or the novice. You go in there, and what you've got four sheep, five sheep. You've got a clip, and you and you've got somebody standing in front of you, judging that. And you've got Clark, uh, shouting in, in in the in the background there as well. And it's all about the pressure and time to get those sheep done. But to get those sheep done in quality is now obviously you're not supposed to nick them and and uh, and leave any wool on them. Is is, is it is it fairly easy to judge? 
with the, with the juniors, certainly, uh, and, and I'll uh, agree with this too, I think the commentators are generally very kind um, because it's a, lot, it's a lot of people's first competitions and the pace is a bit slower. The, the score, the time doesn't count the same towards the score as it does in the, the other grades. So it's yeah, more, your job. Uh, it's more about the job. Get the job right first and worry about the speed um, as you move up the grades. Okay. And, Whereas you know, as you get up the grades, they'll start ripping into you a bit more. Once you're once you're out the juniors, they'll start being a bit more ruthless. But usually they're kind of oh yeah, they, they want to encourage the youngins to keep keep coming back. Sure, sure. Once you're hooked, they'll get you. And sure, but yeah, once you get the scoring, sorry, Andy, the scoring, it's for every twenty seconds after the fastest boy, you get one point for every twenty seconds. Right. So in the juniors, it doesn't really make a big difference, like Cammy said there. It's more about your cleanliness. You've got to be clean and tidy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you've got the judge watching for any of the size of a biro pen is one full point. Right. So basically, when they're going again to clip that again, the judges are watching them for any going. So basically, for any advice for juniors, I would say is just take your time. Mm-hmm. I remember years ago, my father said, speed will come, and I got silly old bugger kids, nothing. But see, now he actually wasn't as stupid as I thought he was. Mm-hmm. They just take your time and then get the judge down the back and just the speed does come. Yeah. As Cammy will probably know that he sell. The speed just comes with you as you get better, your confidence builds up and you get through the sheep a lot quicker. Okay, okay. There you go. There's a good advice there from coming from you or from both of you for that matter. And and, and we've now got at the Highland Show a new theatre, the McRoberts, I think, of McRobert um, Trust, of course, who are fantastic sponsors of, of of Scottish agriculture as well as the Highland Show and they've stumped up for the New theatre there, Dave. You've been had a look at that. What's going on? We've got a, a, bit of a bit of a, a bit of a grandstand here now to, to have a look at these sheep. With. I've not been through yet. They keep saying, uh, speaking to Simon Cousin, that's doing the uh, the video, and he keeps messaging me to say, right, we're meant to try and get you through for a day just to see what what's happening, what's going, where everything's going. I know. I think we've got a meeting on Tuesday night before the Highland, and then basically Wednesday we've been from about seven o'clock to try and work out. The structure, where everything is. Well, I believe it's 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 eaten, it's eaten back a little bit into the, the the sheep section there. That's taken a bit more ground because there's going to yes. a lot of people, and and that's fantastic, and it's fantastic for the show, and fantastic for the event, and fantastic for the sport. I think it's amazing. The only, I think it's getting the big grandstand. The only thing I'm a wee bit disappointed is your passerbys are not going to. There's not room for the passerbys now to stop and watch in a corner. Okay. It's all sheeted down. Right, right, okay. Which. Doing the commentators and see the Scottish national final on Sunday morning or Sunday lunchtime, that's when the hair stick up in your back of your neck because sure. people don't even know who it is and they are shouting their hearts out. And they don't personally, general probably don't actually care who wins as long as who was the fastest. Mm-hmm. And that's all they want. So I'm disappointed there's not corners on the open to the general public because everybody hears a noise. Yeah. They go and watch it, don't they? Certainly agree. I don't do that myself, and it's not something, as I said, it's not a sport I can do, but uh, I've, yeah, I've been in there and hit, hit, hear the shouting going in, and you drop in and have a look and get involved in it. So, yeah, okay. Well, hopefully people can... Uh, do they have to purchase separate tickets, or maybe have to get tickets to get in? I'm not quite sure how this works to get into that theatre. No, thankfully they've not. They were talking about that, but thankfully not. So Because there's a lot of old boys in the past, or old boys, or people, I've seen them just come in, and they'll sit in their seat all day and just sit and watch the shearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how are you going to start telling people, right, we need every day out, mm-hmm. we're going to be very short a time as it is at the Highland Show. So how are you going to get go, right, right, Fraser, beat it. Mm-hmm. You, somebody else has got your seat. So I think it's far easier. Once you're in, you just 
people just sit there all day and enjoy it. I've been thrown out of bed. Especially Saturday, I've Sunday. I've been thrown out of better places than that, you're dead, Dave, but you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have you. <laughs> and and, and uh, Cammy, the sheep game, of course, yeah, that, that's your side of it, the sheep game for all the sheep here and the scanner and what have you. The sheep game is a, a YouTube channel that you run there and you've got involved in the merchandise and everybody wears a sheep game uh, um, strip these days. It, it's, uh, are you getting involved in sponsoring that? Are you getting a bit of financial kick into that one? Uh, no, not so much for the sponsoring side of things. We we have got um, some golden shears uh, hoodies and singlets lined up that are, are really smart. So, hoping to start maybe even getting them online uh, from next week. So that that'll be quite exciting. Nice bit of tartan on them. I think I think they'll. My my big concern is that I haven't got enough. Um, is is a big concern, but hey, it's, it'll be better than being left with them, I suppose. Um, but yeah, you're no, right, Andy. has got fat boy size, so you'll get one for yourself. Got a few big ones for you, boys. Double for uh, you. No, so, I mean, you're not going to want to see it, me but, in a shearing singlet, that's for sure. Let alone me. As <laughs> long as you've got trousers on, it'll not be as bad. <laughs> I just wonder, but just when you're talking about the grandstand or the seating arrangements, there, I do, I do just wonder. Just as long as. You know, the people that have came from quite far away to for the shearing specifically mm-hmm. um, can get in. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I do get with Dice in there, you know, it's great folk come in and just sit for the day and that's them. But it's like, if people come a long way and can't get in to, to see because there's people that aren't actually that bored about the shearing, they just want a nice wee bit to sit. Um, <laughs> and eat their, eat their lunch. Eat their lunch, aye, that, that. Which, which does happen at this year, you know, there's plenty yes. of people because the seats are there, they'll just come and sit and it's, ah, it's entertaining while it's going, but they're actually kind of care less about the year and it's just a nice wee bit, because there's not that many bits right. to, well, I suppose there's plenty of bits to sit yeah. down, but it's a good bit to sit and eat your lunch. Dive, I'll, I'll move them on. Finley, a wee roll and sausage or something like that, that's quite handy to be fair. Aye, 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 aye. Salad roll. Dive, I'll move them on, if they don't, then you're going to nick their lunch here right now. Aye, aye, not the first time. Let's go on to the teams then, because yeah, time's knocking on here, let's go on to the teams and obviously the the Scotland team, Captain uh, David Stewart and, and Scotland, their uh, team, always been a good team. Are they, are they in with the shout? Is, is this, uh, yeah, you've got Hamish Mitchell in there as well as a bit of a, a bit of a legend, a, leg- a lot of a legend, I would say, in, uh, and uh, yeah, Scotland's up there. I don't know, Cammy. Was... Oh, well, I, think... uh, I mean, to me, they're the, the, the reigning world team champion, so they, they won it, albeit it was uh, Callum and Gavin that won it. Uh, in the machine, certainly um, back over in France, uh, to me they'd be the favourites to win it again. Not not so much on the basis of the fact they're winning everything right now, but the sheep should should favour. You know, Scottish sheep are difficult to shear. Okay. Um, and certainly, oh, I don't know what the sheep will be in the teams events and even the the individual yet, but there's going to be blackies appearing there at some point. Um, and and. On current format, if you were to ask me, and I don't mind a lot of folk that want to talk about favourites and stuff like that, but I wouldn't mind saying on current form, if it's blackface sheep, then you know I'd be going behind Callum Shaw all the way. Okay. If, if I was to pick, do you pick? A, do you have a favourite die? Are you two are you on the fence? I, I actually have to much to my disgust have to agree with you, Cammy. I think I don't like agreeing with people. It annoys me. I know. No, I think she used to want to agree with me. (laughs) (laughs) Just end up. It doesn't matter who was. (laughs) No, I think basically, like Cammy said, they're one hundred percent. We're in Scotland. I just hope the powers of above actually realise we're in with two of the best blackie shearers in the world, Callum Shaw, Hamish Mitchell. They're both Callum at the moment as the current world team champion. Hamish is a past world team champion and made about six or seven open uh, world champion finals. Okay, okay. So 
let's just hope they're giving them blackies. Sure. If it's the teams or individuals, surely. Sure, and, and again, to, to our listeners from overseas, we get, we might get a few more Aussies listening to this one uh, down under, and, and the difference between shearing a blackie and shearing a, a merino, I suppose. I mean, it's a totally different different beast and a totally different task and a totally different different time. But you adapt, I suppose. The, breed, the, the, the shearers will adapt to, to the different types of sheep, but it's what you're used to, is it? I think a blackie is even hugely different to shearing like a, a Scotch mule, um, and you see it with the results. Like the guys that are are, are way up near the top, uh, other shows uh, they come to Lochern Head, for example, or or even the Open last. I mean, the Open last year at the Highland Show was incredible. Like you, you had all the, the top guys there. You know, you had uh, not from Scotland. You, you know, you had Matt Smith and, and Richard Jones and these guys in there, and uh, then you had Gavin Much putting three sheep round everyone. Like and then Callum, Callum almost got forgotten about, and he put two sheep. He put two sheep round everyone else, right. but nobody really noticed because Gavin was going so bloody hard. Uh-huh. Um, like it, it just seems to be, yeah, it seems to be very much. Uh, it's what you're used to with blackies, and I, I just, I hope from a, a, a Scottish point of view uh, that they don't get time to adapt too much before that. <laughs> And you mentioned Richard Jones there, of course, a Welshman, and we're used to shearing maybe smaller sheep, I suppose, in Wales. But then a lot of this comes down to shearing lambs as well, so that you, that you get to a smaller sheep when you're going for the speed shearing. And, and, and the, the competition, is it how much of it is lambs, how much of it is older sheep? Are we shearing lambs here all the time, or is it shearing uh, all sorts of different size, size of sheep? I think it sort of depends what country, where they're going, what they want to do, because Wales was lambs. Okay. With Cam Ferguson won it back in Wales. And you go to New Zealand, you get Romneys because there's nobody can share a Romney like a New Zealander. You go to Australia, you're getting Marinos. You've got Sharon Warnes has won it several times. So why not in Scotland give them your blacky hog that sure. they can kick 20, 20 blacky hogs out in 12 minutes yeah. at Lockheed Head, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. The Lanky Lynn from Sky by Kamish Mitchell. Unbelievable Aye. what he can share them out. And, and you mentioned Gavin Much there, and of course, I, I recently Gavin Much was, I, I believe, wasn't intending to compete in the U.S. National Sheep Shearing Competition. He just went there to teach, and then he ended up winning that. So, I mean, is he some sort of god? Is he Gavin Much? Is, is he up there? Uh, He's the first man for Northern Hemisphere to win the Golden Shears at Maston. Okay. Uh, I, I was actually going to jump in. Dave, when you oh, sorry, sorry. A, a Romney. No, no. When you when you said nobody could see a Romney like a New Zealander, I was going to say, did Gavin not win it in New Zealand? Uh, but he does live in New Zealand. Yeah, he's in fact, he's, he's a one of being Kiwi, but he's still Scottish at heart. Aye, aye. I mean, I mean, he has. I, I, yeah, Gavin, Gavin, Calm and Hamish are the top three shearers on blackies in the world. So if we, and I, I don't, I, I'm quite happy to say that on record. I would say so. If you get if you get them on blackies, that the, the show will be, will be in a, a good position. But you kind of rule out these guys. I mean, Richard Jones, he, he won there that last show. I was at doing at Stafford. Um, it, He's, he's a special shearer. Like he's he's so clean. He's probably the the shearer that you'd want to you know take your kids to and say that's how you should shear a sheep. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah. So he's a, he was a worthy winner. Like absolutely, and, and he still is. Like he's he's super clean. So you can't rule out these guys. Even and and we've not mentioned yet the Irish guys. Right. You know, um, particularly like Jack Robinson there and uh, like Ivan Scott. Those boys shear a lot of blackface sheep. Albeit they might be maybe a bit more towards the male type or, or other things, certainly doing with Ivan, I think he has a lot of those, but you know, like Jack, I mean he, you know, he's really should be mentioned, uh, with, with Blackies especially, like I, I think those guys could be, I don't know I don't know if Dark Horse is even fair to them, I think up being spoken about his favourites would be fairer, like they're, okay. they're 
They're very able boys. I think your final other day there was as good a boys as there's been. Cammy, I don't know if you've seen it, eh, Andy, but there was like there was Matt Smith, world record holder, six hundred and thirty one news. Seven hundred and thirty one news, sorry, in nine hours. Roland Smith doesn't his brother doesn't need much introduction. He's a world record holder as well, world champion. Guion Lloyd Evans, who I think's up there as one of the best shearers ever been about, cleanest shearer in Wales, you're not touch him. You've Richard Jones, current world champion. Callum Shaw. Adam Berry is a person I've got the highest respect for is another one up there with Richard Jones as the cleanest shearer the world, the big Cumbrian bull. Okay. He's just an absolute machine, a man, and he can shift. And, and I bet say probably the best man on Blackies uh, outside of, mm-hmm. arguably the best man Blackies again outside of Scotland. You saw what he did at Lockernhead last year. Mm. Um, I hope he's listening. I don't like commenting an English boy, but he is actually quite a decent fella for an Englishman. Aye, he's, he's, a, good, <laughs> <laughs> he's a good lad. But no, he's, he, he is bloody good on Blackies, like, and it, it, it's just so exciting. Even, you know, you, you, Matt and Roland as well, like, and they can shoot everything. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's going to be exciting, and that's that's kind it's of going to be what it comes down to. But a little bit of home advantage, you'd, you'd say, would be as it is with every sport, and it should be with every sport, really, when it goes round the world. A little bit of home advantage does come in. And let me just move on to a couple of the youngsters. There's uh, Ruben Alabaster, 19 year old. He set the solo record of shearing 748 sheep in eight hours, I think, uh, and, and down there, youngster, and, and you mentioned Jack Fagan earlier on, and the, the, the boys are coming through, the youngsters are coming through as well, aren't they? Oh, well, I think Ruben's uh, thing, if I'm right in saying, was a lamb record that he set, and then, yeah. unfortunately for him, Jack broke it a week later. That's right. <laughs> um, I think I think maybe it was the plan to get it done before Jack did it so that he, he can at least say he was a record holder, and he, he's been a name that's been about since I think he was about 12. Okay. Um, I think he's been doing like 300 days since before he was at high school. Like his name's been been about for a long time. I, I've never met the fella, but you see him on the on the socials. And, you know, a lot of us are on a big group um, shearing worldwide. And yeah, Ruben, you've seen his name lots of times. And I believe he's got a two or three. I might know better. Two or three stand record on the lambs with Jack as well. And you mentioned uh, he was one of the ones before. Aye. And you mentioned Lloyd Rees did over 900 lambs in nine hours. I mean, that's 100. Hundred, I can't even say a hundred words an hour. They die, let alone share a hundred sheep. Don't bullshit as you can. So, hundred uh, No, Lloyd, Lloyd, he's a great guy too. Uh, what a nice guy, like, just an absolute gentleman. And it was great that he did get that. Um, but yeah, no, a lot of folk going for records now. Uh, like looking uh, at Greaves and uh, Cleon Jones and Wales done the two stand lamb record, both over eight hundred. Yeah. Okay, over 1600 it's phenomenal seen, the speed these boys are getting I'd seen online that Tom Perry said he was going for a record at the end of July so uh, yeah, we'll see we'll see how those guys get on I mean this is a question this is from my, my anonymous listener sent the question in there how do you get time to go for a piss when you're shearing that many sheep there I mean did you stop for a sandwich how often and, and uh, you know 900 sheep in nine hours 100 sheep an hour that's you know that's you know one and a half a minute you can stop for a sandwich and a glass of beer every every 20 minutes or how does it work just put a catheter on you just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, it's actually a good question. Because when I first got into shearing and I was hearing about these records, I assumed it was like every other sport where it was, you've got nine hours, do as many as you can. But the, the records follow the, the essentially the shift pattern of shearers in New Zealand and Australia. So, for example, an eight-hour record will be four two-hour runs. So you do two hours, have a 30-minute break, Two hours, you have an hour for lunch. Right. Two hours again, another thirty minutes. Whereas me coming from a sporting background, 
you know, I assumed a nine-hour record was. Nine hours. <laughs> you, aye, nine hours as hard as you can, uh, and whatever you've got at the end is your total. But uh, yeah, I, I did find that interesting at first. I think maybe a lot of people would as well that don't know much about Sheeran is that when we talk about these eight and nine-hour records. They've done, done nine hours, but they've only actually done seven and a half hours shearing, which makes it even faster. I mean, thirty. Well, no, no, they 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 do the nine hour shearing, but actually they're they're out for about twelve. They're on the board for about or they're about the shed for about twelve hours. Ah, right. Two and a half the two and a half the first one, and then it's fifteen minutes at the end of right, one hour forty five right. for the last. That's like a, like a rugby match that goes on in extra time for 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 twenty odd minutes, and, and I, I got you. I got you. Okay, that's that's how it works. I'd just like going for a 24-hour drinking test for you, Andy. You go for a wee cap nap, have a couple of hours and go for a pee and get a wee burger when you come back. So be, that's about the same, really. I'll still be standing there when you're away there, Di. I'll still be standing there with you. I'll tell you, I'll take you on that one. That's the one standing, standing is debatable. One thing, one thing I will take you on. Well, guys, I've had a lot more of your time than I was expecting to get. So so looking forward to the golden shears at Ingolston. And, and uh, I, I invite everybody that's listening to this podcast, to, if you are going to the Highland Show, go across and have a look at the Shearing, and if you're not going to the Highland Show, then make an effort to go to it. And and it's televised. I think we we, we get the the RHS TV that uh, I commentate the sheep on there and the cattle and one or two things, and that's going to be televised as well. So if you can't make it, I believe there's a chance to watch some of this stuff live as well with you talking talking fast, uh, day. Yeah, it lives. It goes live on Friday afternoon for the shearing mm-hmm. from it. They've been out doing about it, Les Mayego show, doing about a camera and interviewed Matt Smith, Tom Wilson, Callum and Amish, Cleon Jones, myself. They interviewed us, so that will be played all over the show right. as well. Okay. Okay. And then we'll get hopefully hear some, hopefully get Cammy if he's free, free well to speak about the TV and that. Maybe if you're bored, you'll maybe come down and see us for an hour or two and Give us some of your nonsense. Um, I, I might I give you a bit. Serious. Might give you a bit of sleep there and, and come. And of course, Di, when Cam is shearing there, you won't be nasty to him at all when he's on the board. I never once mentioned his wheel bag here. I never. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope him and Jack Lamb don't get too close together. Then they get stuck. Okay. I, I, now that now that I'm up in the open, I just do. I come in and I shear my four heat, sheep in the heaps, and then I, I go and hold the bags for Lizzie. So right. uh, it doesn't get much time. It's like me off these days. Tell me about Lizzie. Says Lizzie's your partner. And she's shearing in in the competition as well. Yeah, well, she'll be in the, the the you know they're still holding all the same grades that they always hold at the Highlands. So she'll be shearing in the the intermediate and the senior events so she'll be looking to win one of them hopefully uh, and, and move up and win the circuit that's you know we have a we have a circuit within the Scottish shearing um, all, all the associations have it and it's part of the way they pick the, the teams for the worlds so the, the for example the Highland Shows in the circuit Lachern Head Shears Black Hill Show Les Mahego all part of the circuit right. so okay. Lizzie's on a, a mission to try and win the, the intermediate grade version of that well brilliant we can only wish her luck on that one and wish you luck as well Cammy and, and uh, you, you're, Cammy you're not a man that needs luck you make your own luck because you're a busy man and, and, and you get on with it and, and uh, Di was born lucky so he's 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 born lucky and <laughs> he's kissed the blarney stone a few times as well too so it's fantastic to talk to the pair of you and I'm absolutely myself looking forward to the, the Highland Show this year and, and the Golden Shears and uh, thank you guys for coming on and having a chat with us thanks Andy cheers. thank you Andy cheers do well guys thank you for listening to this week's episode of Top Lines and Tales your weekly livestock podcast and as always we'd like to thank our sponsors Harbro for their continued support and, and Harbro of course are suppliers and manufacturers of quality livestock nutrition so uh, why not look them out on the internet or contact your local representative to see how Harbro's range of products can help you 
whilst you're there on the internet, don't forget to look out our Top Lines and Tales Facebook page and uh, log in and join our Facebook community there and uh, you can get involved in all the action and uh, you'll see photographs and various other things to back up this and previous episodes. And uh, if you are at the Highland Show, the Royal Highland Show this year and you bump into me or see me from a distance there, please say hello. It's great to speak to all you listeners out there and uh, I thank you all for your continued support uh, in uh, making Top Lines and Tales the success it's been.